This podcast is brought to you by our friends at the Nexus Recruitment Group, official Bristol City Football Club short sponsors. There is a company or brand within the group that can assist all recruitment needs across any industry to suit any budget. Head over to nexus-resources.k.uk for more information. Welcome to Three Peeps in a Podcast, the bonus show. Another very wet and frustrating trip up north. City showed intent and endeavour. The momentum was start, stop. And when the game was there for the taking, Hull took their chance. But fair play to City, who kept at it and equalised at the death. Another important point, which means we are eight points off relegation zone, but only three points off ninth. Matt, you said you would take a point pre-match. And in the 90th minute, a point looked unlikely, but uh, we got one. Yeah, yeah, um, good morning. Yeah, I would have done. Um, and I thought on the balance of play, um, a point was the least we deserved. Um, they, they kept going. Um, and yeah, you know, it, it it probably was a fair result in the end. Um, but I think had we shown just a little bit more quality, um, it was there for the taking. I mean, even it 1-0 um, and then 2-1, um, I was sort of saying to Tom, this, the, the game's open, we, you know, we can get this. Um, so yeah, di- disappointing really, but um, it would have made that 450 mile round trip uh, a whole lot more disappointing had it not been a, a late equaliser. And good to see Matty James get a goal as well. Absolutely. Lovely left foot swinger. Um, yeah. I was at the gym the other day, believe it or not, and... Uh... I, I don't. <laughs> 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 and a chap came up to me and and uh you know I've spoken to him before hello mark if you're listening and he said uh when are you going to get that northern lad back on the podcast uh, so so here he is northern tom how are you sir i'm very well how are you too yeah, yeah good thanks so not bad good but yeah you're all right you've got some fans down in bristol tom yeah i've got fans everywhere me mate <laughs> <laughs> brilliant yeah. But uh, yeah, no, it's been a, it's been a while. How's uh, how's tricks with you? All right? Yeah, not too bad. It's on the run up to Christmas now. Season's well and truly underway up to the busy period. So hopefully, see some more receipt performances coming. Yeah. And you're coming down, I think, aren't you? At some point next year, all fingers ne- crossed. Yeah, next month, fingers crossed. I'm starting to worry a little bit, but we'll <laughs> we'll see what it's like in the yeah. next few weeks. Cool. All right, let's go through the starting lineup then, Matt. Uh, so Bentley. Viner, Callas, Baker, Scott, James, Masengo, Calamo, Dauda, Vyman, and then Semenyo and Martin. I saw it as sort of three, four, one, two. Um, and obviously the, the main change there was Matty James coming in for Backinson, Matt. Yeah, a li- little bit unfortunate for Tyreek because um, I didn't think he was too bad in the last game. But Matty James brings you that experience, um, that that extra quality um, and ties young. So it... it it wasn't a surprise as long as he was fit he was always going to start so and I don't think there was anything else maybe George Tanner coming in but again I think Alex Scott has done okay um so yeah the the one change was probably the expected change yeah Tom over the last few weeks we've seen a, a more settled team um in terms of the personnel available have you is there anything else you would do um my only issue really is probably the wing backs full backs however Pearson sort of tries to describe them, I probably would have um, Tanner there instead of Alex Scott and trying to have Alex Scott in more of a number 10 role, I think. But mm. other than that, I'm pretty okay with the team, I guess, with the injuries and that we've got at the minute. It's it's good, yeah. And I'm really happy to see a consistent team as well. In fact, I know a lot of people are saying, oh, it's predictable, we know what's coming, but I'm happy to see a team that's gelling together as well as... Um, Mm. Yeah, just just gelling, and then we know what we're getting. If you like, yeah. Well, now, yeah. Yeah, now, now we've got Tanner back on the back on the field. I, I guess that is is an option, and with Scott taking a knock, that might be might be. Yeah, one one a knock. Um, it was tight, according tight, to um, tightening of both calves. Um, yeah. which Nigel Pearson, and I think Nigel Pearson sort of said is a little bit odd. Um, mm. and w- wondered whether it was because of the cold or, um, but yeah, so that you wouldn't expect that to keep him out for any any great shake but it's a difficult one isn't it because I, I agree with Tom um, obviously George Tanner's much more um, versed in playing there but Alex Scott does give you something as well so it mm. is that balance and, and maybe 
you know, maybe it's an opportunity to give Andy Vyman a rest and, and move Scott into that, that 10 role. So um, we had a question on um, from one team in Bristol, you know, the the actual forum. Um, someone yeah, yeah. Messaged, messaged us on there called David. He goes, what do you think about Han Noah Masengo playing right wing back and giving Scott more of a free role slash number 10? Well, he did play there, didn't he? And I'm trying to think when he played there. I'm sure he's played there. Um, or if not, he certainly played wide right, didn't he, when we were playing... Was it um, don't know. I don't know. I'm he's re- definitely... Might, might even have been the end of last season. Um, I thought it was last season. Yeah, he certainly... Yeah. It might might not have been the wing-back role. It may have been um, sort of the... Right. the yeah, I think it was right wing. Yeah. Um, and he did okay. I, I think you'd miss his energy in the middle of the pitch. And... Mm. Um, you know, he, he will get criticised as he does because of the whole thing around does he create, does he defend, but I think he gives us an energy and um, we'll, we'll talk about the goals and stuff, but, um, yeah. you know, I, I, I thought he was fouled for their their first goal, so, okay. um, but yeah, it's, it's an option, isn't it? But certainly I think Tanner, um, he did okay when he came on yesterday. Um, I thought he looked quite good going forward. Um, I agree with what Nigel Pearson said. I think we still need to be a little bit braver um, we we bring the ball out and make opportunities, but we're just not brave enough with that final ball. So, but yeah, it was um it was an expected lineup, wasn't it? Okay, Lee's three words were missing the game. Um, <laughs> obviously he wasn't able to watch it, so that's that. Um, all right, let's get into the first half minute. So, not uh, to ten, James cuts out a chance for Hull after a head backwards from Vyman, a neat one-two with Martin, a lovely boy with a top to Semenyo who holds it up well, cuts in out. Cuts it in and out, sorry, sorry, and uh, shoots from distance. But you shouldn't be shooting from there, in my opinion, Tom. It was um, w- one where he should have looked up and see there must have been people in support for him, but it was a wild shot, really. Story of the game, I kept screaming, look up. There wasn't particularly many runners as well making any runs for him, so probably taking the shot was probably the best option. But yeah, he should have either driven forward a little bit more if it looked for the pass. He should have hit it on his right. Rather yeah. than cutting in like he did, but you, you sorry to um, talk over you, but you, you missed the the opportunity before that patch. Callum O'Dada was through, and just a really literally from kickoff thirty seconds, of um, and a, a, a really poor touch, um, and it, it had kind of gone. So we we could have been two nil up. I looked at the clock. We could have been two nil up <laughs> within one minute thirty. It was something stupid like that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, and you're going to get that with Antoine. And I know me and you had a conversation, didn't we, in the car on the way back that. You know, you're you're not convinced that Antoine's going to make it as a sort of central striker, and and I kind of think he can. Mm. But that's a, a an example of it's the decision making, and, and again, I, I'll keep saying it. But Nigel Pearson referenced it afterwards that he's got all those qualities, but why he didn't take that first shot? Um, and it wasn't. I mean, I, I I'm assuming that his left foot is his stronger foot um, because he likes to come in on that, but. With the the, the equalising goal, both shots were right footed. So he, it's not like he's it's a swinger that he can't hit with it. So yeah, he, he should have hit it for my in my view. Okay, um, goal for Hull. Masengo caught in possession, works its way out to Wilkes, who finds Longman, and it's it's a great finish. It's right foot curler past Bentley. Bentley gets a touch, but it's got a hell of a lot of whip on it. But the question mark is Matt. Was that a Masengo? Sorry, was that a foul on Masengo? Uh, for me, he took too many touches. Um, and when we've spoken about Masengo in the past, we've commented on him being a rock roller who won't lose the ball. But in recent weeks, he has lost the ball a little bit in possession. Yeah, I, I thought the first one was a foul on him. Um, and so at the time, I think then the, the second challenge wasn't, and he did then go to ground. And the referees have been given this this edict now, haven't they, not to, to give those sort of free kicks. Um, so, yeah, he got caught... You kind of look at it and think there were t- at least two Hull players around him, maybe even three. And so where was where was his support? But after that, you know, Alex Scott is not great defending. Zach Viner to allow him in on his right foot like he did um, was poor defending. And I actually think Dan Bentley's he got his feet wrong. And if you if you watch it back, and I did probably ten times last night, he seems to be taking steps forward rather than going across. And so he doesn't then get the purchase to be able to dive because he got a good hand on it. Um, and from where we were in the stand, we had kind of a perfect view of it, really, didn't we, Tom? Yeah. Um, you know, I thought he'd, he'd managed to get enough on it, but but didn't. And as I say, you, you're looking at the clock at three minutes or whatever it was and thinking, Jesus, how can we be one nil down? We've had after two great opportunities. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. After going all that way, two great opportunities. But I will, I will say it's a stadium I really like going to just because of the convenience. Really easy car park within a five-minute walk to the stadium. 
and then you're in, in you know you've obviously got the, the the bars in there in the the food and stuff so yeah cr credit to all of those whatever it was four or five hundred fans that, that i mean it didn't feel like 500 yesterday noise wise it did but yeah, yeah credit and to those whilst we're on the stadium tom i really like the um the, the, the sign they put up welcome to the robin's end that yeah. was a nice little touch wasn't it yeah i quite enjoyed that you usually game it away days don't you saying bristol city fans thank you for traveling 470 mile, 200 mile, or whatever it is. So that was, that was really nice to see. It's the first time I've seen you're, it there as well. Did you see your tweets on the Bristol Live site as well? Is it really? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Brilliant. See, that's just how he gets all his fans down in Bristol. Yeah. Um, <laughs> right, 10 to 20 minutes. Two bites of the cherry for Callum O'Dowder to cross. First one was good. Second one was a better opportunity, but the execution was poor. Um, do you remember that one where it sort of came back to him and he, he just crossed it over and it was so deep that um you know it went bypassed everybody and went out but you know we we've commented on on set pieces and on crosses and things like that and it's just an area where where we need to improve because uh, that's how you create the chances getting the getting those balls whipped in um i've got nothing else in that 10 to 20 i've got 20 to 30 now unless you unless you interject but uh 20 to 30, City have a corner on the right. Kalamo Dada takes it short for a 1-2. But again, the cross was very disappointing. It was uh, it was great to see something different. So, a, a, you know, a 1-2. But again, it overshot by about 50 yards, that one. Uh, so that was very, very frustrating. Uh, good pressure and link-up between Weiman and Martin. I've got noted here. So there were signs of that. And then next thing is Semenyo is in. It's well set up by Kalamo Dida and Chris Martin, but he decides to try and take um, an extra touch and take the man on again, effectively. Uh, but he needs to get a shot away and doesn't. Now, I've watched the highlights back this morning and and Tinian was very critical of the fact that he didn't take a shot, Matt, on that occasion. Yeah, and, and sorry, that might be the one I was referencing rather than that first one. Um, again, it's, it's probably experience. It's a lack of... Um, consistently playing in that role um, but he, he Antoine has got a decent shot on him it's just the the, the you know the power is decent I'll say his direction isn't always there um, I think that will come but what I would also say is same with Calame Dada as the same with, with Antoine I'd like to think that individually for them they're going out on the training pitch afterwards and Callum saying at the end of a training session, right, just not ball, balls to me running on some and I'll hit some crosses in. And the same with Antoine, just take shot after shot after shot. Because we all know, having played, the repetition and the more you do something, the better at it you get. And, and Antoine, that is definitely something he has to improve on if he wants to make that role his own. Because personally, I think it gives you something wide, but again, I don't know that he's crossing is of suitable quality that makes him a wide player. So that's why I think he's more mm. dangerous, more of an option down the middle. But yeah, I, I, again, and and Pearson said it you know, afterwards, he's got so many great qualities, but why he didn't shoot is beyond him. Yeah. And Tom, you know, Matt makes a good point there. All the, all the greats over the years, you always hear about they all stay behind at training and try and hit a, you know, a close peg in the top corner and things like that. I mean, I don't know if that happens. Maybe it does, but um, your thoughts? Uh, I'd like to think they are, but whether or not they are, that's a different question. Um, for me, though, I do actually think Semenya is more of a wide player. And I mean, this is going off football yeah, manager. Yeah, as well. Yeah. 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 I, I, I'm only going off football manager myself. <laughs> but um, when it, whenever, I, whenever I've played him, I've sort of had the attacking free. So I've sort of got the Chris Martin, if you like, standalone. And then I've always had Vyman and Semenya sort of out wide, but on the wings. And mm. I tend to get them sort of running into the box back post and sort of nick it in but again crossing are they up for it mm, I don't really know to be honest yeah. mm. I don't think so interesting point okay um, 30 to 40 great cross from deep from Scott finds Callum O'Dowder at the back post he finds Martin whose volley is heading goalwards but it's deflected over um, James Corner finds Martin's head which goes over so a good little passage of play there um, and it was great to see Martin having a shot on target as well so yeah, it was it was getting better. Signs were starting to improve at this point, Matt. Yeah, they were. They were. Um and I thought we were it was a very open game. Um I think we allowed Hull too much time and they were sort of passing the ball around and similarly with us. So we were we I I felt yesterday we were perhaps a little bit more patient in some of our build up play. 
Um, I still think we went a little bit too long from the back, um, Dan Bentley and Zach Viner. I think I read something this morning um, from James Piercy that Dan Bentley hit 26 out of 27 passes were what would be considered long passes. Um, and that's something that has to change if we want to be a, a side that maintains possession. Um, and and I'll, I'll talk about that when we, we talk about the goals later on, but maintains possession and looks to try and keep the ball on the ground. Um, but yeah, it was, it was, it was, I actually quite enjoyed it. And, and I don't know whether that was the 250 mile sort of drive up there. Um, cause I've listened to a few people phoning into, to Jeff's show and some of the stuff online that, that sort of talked about it being dross and not very good. And, and I actually quite enjoyed the first half. I thought it was quite open and I thought we played some decent stuff at times. Mm. Okay. Um, so the, then there's a change. Scott comes off. Tanner comes on. Looked at the time like an impact injury, but you know, as Nigel Pearson said afterwards, it's just a tightening of the calf. So yeah, who knows what that is? And hopefully he can be back ready for next week. Um, in terms of the change, like for like, virtually, I know it's you know it's not like for like as in Scott's not really a right wing back, but um, good to see Tanner back on the pitch after a, after a layoff. Yeah, uh, Semenyo does get a shot away with his left foot and gets a knock in the process. Uh, that was you know, just on the edge of the box. I think he was frustrated with himself for not taking the shot and the opportunity a few minutes before. So lashes at this one. Um, but he, when he shoots, he does kick the um, one of the hole players. And he went down after that, didn't he? And he, he was sort of sat on his haunches for a little bit. And yeah. He thought he might come off, but he came Did they give it to a, as a free kick to the hole? Because I, I got, did, a, I don't I know if it was that one. Antoine then sort of got up and was sort of, you know, checking yeah. the whole go is okay. But yeah. Yeah, no, got, got a shot away. Um, a good ball in from Viner, but we don't get anything from it. There was a, it was a sort of a whipping cross out of nothing really. But again, that, no one on the end of it. Uh, and then the next, the next couple of minutes, Bentley makes a hash of a cross and is bailed out by Atkinson. Now, the, the, the ball is, I think he's just inside the six yard box. And he it was, sort of, yeah. It was like a little dinked cross. It's, it was just a come and catch it. Yeah, um, and, just to catch yeah. it. He, he drops it, and and there's a coming together with Bentley and Atkinson. And I'm pretty sure, looking at the replay, it was Atkinson's ankle that gets in the way to block it. So he's you know bailed out Bentley there. But yeah, yeah not not a great show in there from Bentley. Straight up the other end, and Martin is away. And his cross beats everyone, including Semenya at the far post. So, uh, so it was a nice little break, nice little, nice little change up. But um, yeah, unfortunately, the cross beats everybody. And then just a little note: there was a lovely body check from Martin. Did you notice that one when he went through the back of someone? Um, is that the one where he ended up going to the side hoardings? Well, not, or... Yeah, I, I didn't didn't quite see yeah. where he went, but it was, yeah, nice to see yeah. that. See that? Yeah, I, I'm here. I'm still I've got here. a feeling Mart- Martin was on loan at Hull. Okay, um, I'm not sure. So yeah. Um, 40 to 45, Atkinson dispossessed. Hull failed to punish. Poor kick out from Bentz once again. Hull failed to punish again. So, yeah, it was it was just a kick out from Bentley and it sort of, you know, goes to about the halfway line and the guy chests it down and and, and has, an, has an attack. And the last thing the, of the half I've got... Just, just on that patch, yeah, sorry. The, 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 the Atkinson one, um, I, like to, I like to see him bringing the ball out, but that's a few times where... He's kind of got caught a little bit, and the ball's mm. under his feet, and they're in on goal. Then, and it's it's again, it's that decision making situation in it. There's sometimes where you just get rid of it. There's sometimes where you can play with it. Um, he looked for a free kick, never a free kick in a million years. Mm. The ref got his spot on. So he just again, it's something from a coaching point of view. You want him to do it, but he's got to do it in the right areas. Yeah, Tom, it looked it looked for all the world that Atkinson was on on the edge of the. Uh, the attacking sort of 18 yard box and he was trying to take him on but he wasn't it was more like in the the hour third and he's yeah, trying it was to take, our half, yeah. take it around the yeah. yeah um okay so the last thing i've got is hano masengo lovely through ball finds some menu and he can't get his shot away so uh yeah that's kind of uh kind of one of the themes of the first half um halftime summary such a nearly half of football on the whole, much more positive and enterprising, just let, let down by a lack of extra quality with the final pass or shot, whilst also not quite getting the rub of the green on a couple of occasions. Viner squared up on their goal, a bit leaden-footed in reacting to their bloke cutting inside. Perhaps he should have been looking to force him down the outside instead. 
So that's uh, Rob's halftime summary. And we had a, a guest halftime summary as well from Nigel Mitchell. Same old story, lots of huffing and puffing, no quality and plenty of poor decision-making. Too many unchallenged crosses finding their strikers. We are careless with the ball as usual. Multiple changes needed in the transfer window, Matt. Um, your thoughts on that first half? It, there was just that lack of quality, wasn't there? It's, it's something we keep saying, isn't it? Um, mm. And, you know, again... <sighs> Is it good that your manager keeps saying it as well? I, I don't know. At least he's seeing the game as we're seeing it. Um, and I was sort of chatting at halftime to to Alan, um, a friend of ours, and sort of said that there was a lot of good things and it's just that quality. And, and if we could just look after the ball a little bit better, then we are going to create more, more opportunities. And, you know, there's no, there's no doubt. Matty James coming in makes a big difference. And we know the likes of Joe Williams now. January is a really difficult month um, from a transfer point of view. You only want to bring players in that are going to add something now, unless you get a a kind of a George Tanner who might be one for the future and it's a good deal at the time. But other than that, you want to bring in players that are going to make a, a difference and, and are quality footballers. They're going to be hard to find out they come January. So I think we've got to be a little bit realistic as much as we might want to do something. Um, but yeah, that, that first half was the, very much the story of our season so far. You could see the frustrations from Nigel Pearson again, on the sidelines again. Mm. Um, and it it was clear in the, the stands. What I will say, Patch, and, and, and you know, I know I get a little bit boring with saying it, but I'm so fed up of listening to some of the fans in the stands chanting, and I said it to, to Tom, chanting some of the rubbish that they do. Um, one young kid was chatting about Semenyo um, and how rubbish he was but with a few more expletives um, and then obviously when he scores the equaliser I made this little kid or not little kid <laughs> this teenage lad sort of know what it was like but I just get bored of listening to it you know how, how rubbish must you be you know you're only one nil and all of that that ain't support you know you've, you've made all travel, that travel you've made all that way, exactly so. that you've made all that round trip that you're doing mm. um, you know yeah I, I get we're all frustrated but don't don't go singing stuff like that because for me that if you're a player and yesterday because it was so quiet I don't know what the crowd was in the end but Hull didn't have a huge amount there um, because it's so quiet the players are going to hear that so I just don't I don't get the mindset of these idiots that mm. think that that is in any way supporting the team and don't get me wrong they've supported it because they've paid their hard-earned money mm. to travel there so why would you be like that yeah I get the frustration but yeah so vent yeah. over but okay um, Tom with your football manager experience, have you identified any January transfer targets? Um, I've not actually downloaded the new one yet, so I haven't. <laughs> I haven't. Um, I've actually written down there, if, if I was to buy some players, I probably would buy a right back in another striker. I think a lot of people are calling for a midfielder, but I think with the bodies we've got and the injuries coming back, I think we're okay there, but definitely need another right back and or right wing back, if you like, if we're going to carry on playing the formation we are doing, we definitely need a striker. Whether or not it's a target man or somebody to stick the ball in the net, I don't really know both. Maybe yeah, I think it's yeah. I think it probably is both. It's someone of the of the ilk, Matt. For me, from our <laughs> Yeah, yeah, it, it is, and we've we've said that a lot. And and you know, it's funny. I was listening to again something yesterday. I think, and someone was saying about when we were really successful and we had sort of Bobby Reed um, buzzing around up front, and we didn't have Famara at the time. Um, and I think the game, you know, you look at Liverpool. Liverpool and Man City, the two best teams in the league um, and, and possibly even in Europe, don't play with a number nine. Okay. So you don't, you don't need to. It's about getting the right player. For me, it's about pace. If you've got pace, and that's all over the pitch, if you've got pace, then you're going to be successful. So I, I've agreed, you know, I, I'm, I'm with you and it's the same with Tom that, you know, we've talked about Joel Matt. Um, from Forest Green, I think he's probably a little bit too old, if I'm honest now. But that style of player, but actually, I kind of changed tack a little bit last night. I was thinking, well, actually, someone who's who's quick and down the middle, you know, that that would be what I'd be looking for. But you know, you're going to pay a premium for it in January, yeah. or they're yeah. just not available. So yeah. Okay, into the second half, um, 45 to 60. Calamo died getting into good positions. I think he's grown into the game. Vyman doesn't find him when he had an opportunity to do so, gets forward well and wins a corner. From that corner, it's a good delivery from James. It eventually falls to Semenyo, who, who shoots. I think it's going just off target, but it's blocked. And he gets a second bite of the cherry and scores. So 
it was a real pinball moment, uh, Tom, in in the uh, in the six yard box there. But Semenyo is in the right position to to whack it home. Yeah, you've got to be there to score, aren't you? Obviously, it was like watching Sunday League, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> and the weather was like Sunday League as well. Yeah, man, we going down into the town to watch my uh, local team play Sunday League. But yeah, well taken. I mean, he hit the post, and I, I screamed. I was like, oh, no. and then, and then he. Um, this guy, I don't think I've jumped so high in a long time for celebrating yeah. goal. That's chuffed for him because I really wanted to come good this season. I wanted to get a few goals. And uh, I've actually just looked as well. He, he's actually right footed, he's not left footed. Right. Okay. Yeah. Which makes it even stranger that he yeah. took that, that opportunity and didn't, didn't take it. But yeah, yeah I mean, it, it was it was going wide the first shot, but he reacted well to it and stuck it away. So yeah, it was. Um, yeah, and I think that's his first goal. Other than the one he scored in the FA Cup against Millwall away, where he took that one really well. Other than his two go- uh, goals where he closed down the goalkeeper, that's I think his first goal from sort of open play, if you like. So hopefully that will give him some confidence going into into the next few games. Um, but yeah, great to, great to see us back in the game. Um, <clears throat> shortly after that, City burst forward with Semenyo. However, his pass to Calamo Dida isn't good enough. There was a break, Matt, in the in the second half there where. Semenyo's away and all you want to see is is him threading that ball just round the defender into Calamo Dida's path and it's just not got enough pace on it it's just that's the, the frustrating word it, that got into my I, little intro yeah I don't know if that was the one that went out but it, it was just again as a fan you just get so frustrated with that sort of thing because you've got there's so much of the pitch that you could play that ball into mm. um, and to not be able to find that pass and you're talking 10 yards it wasn't difficult um, so again, I, I, you can sense the frustration from Nigel Pearson when that sort of thing happens because there's no excuse for that. No. That's just 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 poor play, um, yeah. and and that we were it was it was lit. The game was littered like that from both sides yesterday, um, and you know it, it. Like I said, although I enjoyed it, um, and it is the the fact that the, the late goal obviously makes a difference to how you enjoy it. But um, they look like teams that are 18th and 19th in the league. Um, and like you said, I think we're we're eight points from the relegation places and eight points from the playoffs, which yeah. is, you know, yeah. Um, yeah. It was on that on that one, it didn't go out. It, it you sort of just passed it. Didn't have enough pace. On Did it, it right? Defender, okay, yeah. Defender yeah. cut it out. There's <laughs> another one where he played it out, which yeah, again, equally is frustrating. Yeah, this is this is literally just after City burst yeah. forward with Semenyo. Have a yeah, no. So this is the next bit. Sixty seventy five. Now I get. I said I get so excited when you see Semenyo bursting forward. But he's just in two. He was in two minds on this occasion, and just gets upended. Um, yeah. So at this point, it's one-one. We're getting a lot of possession. We're getting a lot of forward momentum. Um, attacks going forward, Tom, and uh, yeah, just no end product. Yeah, decision making as well. I think with the passes, like you say, but um, no end product, and that's probably why we have. I think we need a pace of striker, target man, someone mm-hmm. there to put the ball in the back of the net. Yeah. About when? Uh, so, your thoughts on the substitution, Tom Martin off, Wells on? Yeah, I was I was happy to see that. And like Matt was saying earlier, I was quite enjoying the sort of patient passing. I can see us sort of passing it around the back four, pass, uh, passing it backwards and forwards between the midfield. But when he came on, we're still playing long boys. Bentley was still putting some balls up top to where he where Chris Martin would have been, and Naki Wells is never going to get on the end of them. But I was happy to see that. I was happy to see Wells come on because I thought it had some pace into what I thought was a game we could have gone on and won. Yeah, I think, Matt, there's always that expectation that that Wells is going to do something like he did at QPR away and have that breakaway, have that opportunity. But it just got a bit messy, didn't it? The ball was bouncing all over the place. No one was getting it down. It just became a little bit frustrating. But a change change that I'd like to see. Yeah, I think... um... I didn't think their centre halves were great yesterday. They weren't. They weren't that good on the ball. Um, so I actually think the pace was the right. The right option. Um, it's a difficult one with Naki Wells. Um, I, I don't know him personally. I've never never met him. Um, it always strikes me that his attitude isn't great when he comes on, and that might be a complete Mister Miss Mona, whatever the word is. Sorry, um, but he just doesn't look like a player that when he comes on is, right, I'm going to take this by the scruff of the neck and I'm going to show what I'm about and try and make something happen. And maybe he just feels a bit browbeaten, feels he should be playing and isn't. And so, but, you, you know, you've got to come on and, and look to make an impact. Um, and I just don't feel that he's doing that at the moment. And and 
there's a bit of me that looks at it and thinks, you know, if we get an offer in for him in January, would I take it? And at the moment, I probably would. And I don't, I don't like saying that because I, I, he's a player I like. But just of late, I'm not seeing enough from him when he comes on to affect games. I mean, he had one opportunity um, where he played like a little dinked sort of shot, or it was a, I mean, almost a catch really. And yeah, I'm, yeah. I, I don't know. And that might, you know, I, I, I apologise now because, like I said, I don't know him, and that just might be the way that he is, his demeanour. Um, that was the word I was looking for. Um, but yeah, I, I'm I'm not seeing it from him. I'm not seeing it from him. I I just I I still think I just love to see him get that another one like final chance if you like. Yeah. If, if there's a chance of him going in January, I'd like to see him start up top with Semenya or with Martin um, as a two with Scott or Vyman in behind and just see if he can get yeah. a couple of goals. But um, I don't yeah, I don't think it would happen. work with Martin. Um, I, but I agree, Semenya maybe maybe an option. Yeah. Okay. Seventy uh, fifth and ninetieth. So Semenya not quite strong enough to get round the keeper. I can't quite remember what that means, but um, I think he maybe tried to. Well, yeah, I can't remember that? that one. I think uh, not. Maybe round the keeper. It was around a defender. I think he tried to get the other side of the other side of a defender and 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 didn't quite get round. Um, amazing feat from Han Masengo. I thought that there was a lovely. There was a lovely little shift from his right foot to his left foot or vice versa to get away. Um, and he gets pulled down for that. So that was uh, that was lovely to see. Um, ball back to the hull keeper who clearly doesn't want the ball. Yeah, so the, the, the hull defenders were giving it back to the hull keeper a lot at this time. Um, and there's just one, one little spell there where the keeper clearly looked uncomfortable and Wells and Semenyo just didn't have the desire to close him down and yeah. that was just so frustrating to see because you know i know they're on the pitch and they're knackered well wells has only just come on to be fair but just get that get that keeper under under pressure he doesn't want it matt no and and, and i know you, you're right to say you know some menus but but th that's his job he's got to be able to run 90 minutes and he's got to be able to put that shift in all the way through um and yeah i i yeah, we, we recognise we talked about it, didn't we? And, and I, I couldn't believe that we weren't looking to shut him down because um, he was clearly uncomfortable on it. And it's something they need to to really look at the you know understanding the opposition and knowing the runs to make. I think Andy Vyman makes two straighter runs sometimes, and the keeper's got an option. Um, but yeah, it was a again an opportunity missed really. Yeah, Tom, two one down, hole down the right, cross comes over. Tanner gets caught out with his man over his shoulder. He shoots a good save from Bentley. Well, it's a save from Bentley. Um, and parried and then slotted home by Honeyman. How did you see that one? How disappointing I, was that? It was gutting at the time. But uh, looking back, I think Viner could have done a lot better. He sort of goes to shield the ball. And then the player sort of gets around him and strokes it home. So this is for the second but, opportunity, yeah? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Uh, sorry, that's the goal, yeah? Yeah, yeah, that's yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Make sure it's the right place. Yeah, the second opportunity. Bentley pulls off the brilliant, the good save. But I feel like the opposition with the defending probably could have been a lot better there. And I think Viner maybe could have done a lot better shielding the ball, right? Just clearing it straight away. But with a player on him straight away, he's always, he's going to struggle. I think that was almost against the runner play a little bit, Matt. As well, that one. It sort of it, came as a bit of a sucker punch. It, yeah, it was. Um, you know, we I know we 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 joked about it last week, but Rob Atkinson showed that he isn't the quickest in the team. Um, one of the quickest with, yeah certainly but well, I think you said the quickest um, <laughs> but yeah um, but it was it was poor from him getting caught out the cross comes in um, I don't know who was at the front post that kind of misses it as you say Tanner um, gets caught out I didn't think it was a good save from Dan Bentley it's it's centre of the goal and he pushes it straight back out centrally um, so for me that isn't a good save he saves it but yeah not a good save and absolutely and I've watched it back again 10 times this morning I have no idea what Viner's doing yes the, I don't know if it was Lees or Eves the, the attackers over the top of him but he, he seems to duck under it and Pearson talks about the desire to keep the ball out of the net there was no desire there at all for that I don't. I have no idea what he's doing there um, and the the ball sort of breaks and Honeyman's sort of walking into the area again where's his midfield tracker um, but it was a terrible goal to concede and you can always I think probably with most goals unless their world is you can go back and find something that was wrong I actually called it at the time it stemmed from Dan Bentley hitting a long ball up when all we had was Semenya and Martin 
And it was like, well, why are we going long? Because we haven't got Martin up there. Sorry, not Martin, uh, Wells. We mm. haven't got Martin up there anymore. And as soon as he hit it, and, and that passage, like, again, Tom would have got bored of me saying, but I said, that stems from Bentley's kick then. Why are we doing that? He's gone long, and we've got no one's going to hold the ball up. Um, so, yeah, it was a, just a, a terrible goal to concede. Yeah. Uh, there's a change made. Atkinson comes off. Benarus comes on just to go slightly more attacking. Uh, straight after that, there's a Callas long throw-in that doesn't even clear the first defender, which was um, make, a, a massive frustration. Point makes me laugh because it's like, we, we have a towel when it's a bright sunny day and the ball is as dry as you like. Mm. And in a game like that where it's wet, there's no towel to be seen. So if we're going to do that, and, and like you say, it just ends up being a bit of a... I mean, it, it to do with it being a away, an away match and... Well, I don't know that it should be. You can still chuck a towel down by the side of the pitch, can't you? Yeah, it's not, you yeah. know. Probably the... Having that, I'll give some gloves to pawn. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, Do you know what? So, it's one of the things we've talked about, and I don't know whether you're allowed to, but surely you could get... I mean, you have like those um, weightlifting gloves, don't Predator you, that have got the, the grip on it or whatever. But yeah, why not? Yeah, yeah, that's interesting. Anyone listening who knows the rules about wearing gloves <laughs> to an yeah. advantage... Well, um, you never see the ref check the gloves do you to know whether they've got anything on them so yeah get some eva stick on there or something yeah. imagine that if other got, glues are available if he's got some gloves in his pocket that he spends an, a minute to put on before each throw it yeah <laughs> <laughs> he's to wind up the opposition yeah uh so 91st minute a ball in from masengo uh it's bouncing around on the edge of the box and matty james just lashes his left foot at it and it's a great great strike and it's the equaliser two two. It's um it's a well deserved equaliser. But both of our goals, Tom, were basically out of pinball wizard, really, weren't they? Yeah, this is about all. I think out of the past four games I've gone to, I think I've seen three ninetieth minute either winners or equalisers. So it's a good ground to go for for some last minute limbs. But it was a very very well taken goal. But like you say, uh, pinball wizard in the box again. Yeah, Matt, well deserved, them- wasn't it? It was great to yeah. see um, that equaliser go in because. That would have been a hell of a journey home. To, oh my god! To lost, yeah. lost two one in yeah. the in the wind in the rain. Would have um, would have for us, but not so much for Tom. It would have still been bad enough for Tom, but yeah, <laughs> yeah. It was. I mean, it, 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 yeah, it actually stemmed from a, a Benarus corner that got headed out, and then Masengo controlled it, took a touch, and then delivered a, a really good ball in. And Callas could have slashed at it, and and he sort of made himself, you know awkward busy and, and the ball broke and it was a great strike from James I mean if you watch it as he hits it mm. the ball's then it doesn't it, it's not along the ground it's just above the ground and it lands in the net so um, and it actually he was struggling before that Matty James um, that, yeah. he looked like I don't know if it was his hamstring or, or the groin again but he looked like he was struggling which is a bit of a concern but um, I mean well, to be he pointed fair, it out didn't he as well yeah yeah yeah. He he his hamstring off. He would have come off. Well, if he Pe- had Pearson a said, Pearson said that didn't he? If he hadn't have had to have made the Scott substitution earlier, and you, you also have to say credit to Pearson to to take off Atkinson and go with Benarus um, to go a little bit more attacking from that mm. point of view. But it was, I mean, there's no two ways about it. It was a deserved, it was a deserved goal, um, and and I know final whistle. Grant McCann came on and was having a right go at the ref. I have no idea what that was about because um, I didn't yeah. see anything that. You know, any kind of decision that went for us that didn't go for them or... Yeah, so I'd, I'd be interested to know what he was going on about. No, absolutely. But yeah, final whistle goes, uh, Tom, and yeah, the fans come over and, and appreciate the travelling support. Yeah, not, not so much travelling for me, but everyone else, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. it was good to see uh, players coming over. Like like Matt says, I, I don't know what Grant McCann was um, going on about. He yeah. marched straight onto the pitch and started giving the referee an earful. He only lives in the next town to me, though, so I'm like... Have a word, into, yeah, yeah. I might bump into him one day. Apparently he plays Sunday <laughs> league sometimes for the local Does team he? over there as well, so... Yeah, it was... Yeah, um, there we go. Um, yeah, good to see the players. And, and Matty James was last one over, and yeah, it was it was good. Mm. Didn't see... I mean, Nigel Pearson applauded the fans. It's funny, he seems to spend more time putting his arm around the opposition players yeah. um, than he does, you know, coming to the fans and stuff. But... It's another example yesterday, and I, and I know it's a, it's such a sort of small point to make, but when you have travelled that sort of distance, for him to have just come over to, to the edge of the area and recognise it would mean so much, and I don't I don't understand why I really don't. It's not that that's that's about you know engaging with your your, your fans in. So yeah, if I've got a, a New Year's wish for Nine, come on Nine, show a little bit more to us. 
Yeah, yeah, but do okay. it at Leicester or anything? Does anyone know? Did he come up with other teams he's been at? Yeah, I don't know. Fine, I don't know. Leicester players, Leicester fans. Yeah. Okay, um, Matt, the ratings. Um, yeah, they've been, they've been up and down. We've had in the last four or five games, it's been like six point four, six point nine, down to yep. four. Yeah. Back up to um, six point eight last week. Yep, six point eight. So, yeah. where are we this week? So I've not done them yet. So we're doing this live as we go. Um, so, so Dan Bentley. I don't recall too many saves he had to make during the game. I didn't think he was great on the first goal. Um, he dropped that ball, which was a simple cross, and I didn't think he was great on the second goal. Um, and I also think his kick in. Um, a couple of times he was a little bit off with it and it may be a directive from, from Nigel Pearson and the coaching staff to go long, but I don't think he needs to. So I've gone five for Dan yesterday. Um, six is what I expect. I didn't have a performance that I expected from him yesterday. I think I was, was thinking you were going to go lower as well on that, on that occasion. Yeah. Um, and captain, was it a captain's, was it a captain's performance? Uh, Tom, what do you think? I mean, I, I wouldn't be shocked if you went for a four personally. I've gone five. I did actually scribble down a six because I thought he did everything he should do. But then I actually thought of the long passes he was making. The Conceded two goals. Conceded yeah. two goals. So I actually scribbled down, wrote down a five just before Matt said it. So yeah, agree. Everything Matt said, 100% agree with that. Yeah, five it is then. Zach Viner, I, I put in our, our WhatsApp, didn't I, that I don't know that he's ever going to be good enough at this level. And that's harsh because he's playing... It's a, a fairly new role, and I think he needs to to play it for a little while. Um, his distribution can be very good, but it can also be very bad. Um, I thought he got caught out again for the first one. He absolutely should be sending him down the, the channel, um, and similarly with the second goal. So I started out with the six, but again, the same way as I've said with Dan Bentley, I think he's culpable for both goals, so it has to be a five. Okay. Tom, you agree with that? Yeah, five for yep. me as well. I don't think you can excuse the second goal. Yeah. Atkinson, I thought, did okay. He got caught out with the ball, but but didn't... Yeah, there, there wasn't too many dramas. Um, again, I suppose, wasn't quick enough, but, but was that because we were pushing forward? So I went six. You could go five, but I didn't think his performance was as culpable as, as perhaps Bentley's in, and, and Viner's. So that's why I went six, but yeah. Um, Matty James, I've gone seven and Callas. Oh yeah, sorry, yeah, it's because it's always on my spreadsheet. Sorry, Patch. Let That's me. Right. Uh, I'll keep you honest because he didn't play this because I did him the starting lineup from the first game and it goes yeah. Callas, it's like, like an old school program where exactly got squad number order. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I thought had a decent game yesterday. He didn't get caught out. I mean, he's he's been so solid of late, hasn't he? Um, he was obviously in the mix for the, the second goal. I kind of went six because I didn't think it was it was a performance that I expected. I didn't think he had to defend brilliantly against a really good side. So you've got to take that into account. So yeah, I've gone six for, for, for Callas. Okay. Um, Alex Scott um, was caught out a little bit for the first. Um, didn't really get to do too much. Um, either going forward defensively, the ball was over the top. So I went only, five. Only on the pitch, 30 minutes. Yeah, I, I went five, but that's possibly a little bit harsh because he was only on the pitch for that time. So you can't be only higher than five. Yeah. Um, and then on the... So we'll, do we want to rate George Tanner as well? Because he's played... Yeah. Sort of a ha yeah. So George, I'll go six. I thought he did okay when he came on. Um, he actually made a number of really good sort of runs in, and took up some good, um, good positions and didn't get the ball quick enough. Um, I like the fact that he's, he he wants to get forward with it. Um, so I went six for George because it was his first game back in as well. Okay. Callum, um, I've gone six because I thought he was our, our sort of our most positive out, outlet in the first half. But again, the quality perhaps just let us down a little bit. Um, as I said, that probably that chance came too early, but it was a good run. Number of crossing opportunities that didn't quite come off, but he was at least taking those up. Thought he defended okay. I don't think he's a wing back. I don't see that as being his position. I'd like to think that we would have a better shaped team that means he can play in his more natural attacking left 
sort of mid mid position, but I thought he did okay. What about um, you know, Pring and Jada Silva really don't seem to be getting a look in at all, and they're no. if anyone's more of a left wing back, then it's them. But equally, you want Callum on the pitch. It's an unusual one, isn't it? And and probably especially with Cam Pring, um, fitness is always going to be a question for me at the moment with Cam. Um, because he seems to get to sort of 60 minutes and, and then he's puffing. But yeah, in a, in a wing-back role, you would think that he would probably be the one that would start. Um, Jada Silva is another player that I just don't think Nigel Pearson fancies. Um, and I could easily see, again, going out the door January or in the summer. Um, but yeah, um, but I think it is about getting Callum on the pitch. And he has been solid the last few weeks, hasn't he, Callum? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um. Matty James in the middle, I've gone seven and man of the match. Not not just because of the goal. I think um, he does bring a quality that you don't necessarily see throughout the game. And what I mean by that is is his talking, is his positioning, it's the way he gets... There's no two ways about it. Hanna Masenga is a better player when Matty James is alongside him. Um, so yeah, I've gone I've gone seven for Matty and it was a, it was a good goal and hopefully he's, he's fit for the next game. Makes such a difference having him or a Joe Williams on the pitch. It just gives you that sort of focal point, someone to sort of hang your hat on and know that there's going to be that. Have, have we actually seen the two of them? No, I don't think so. I'm trying to think. I mean, Matty Together, James went off mean. at Birmingham, didn't he? Yeah. And Joe Williams was... I don't know. Was he, was he fit Andy there, Matty King, James? Andy King was playing. I don't think... Andy, yeah. yeah, Andy King, yeah. Andy King in uh, Joe Williams' game. I can tell you, I'm looking at this. Yeah, and Andy King, it's, Tom. No, Matt, be... Matty James did play at Peterborough. Yeah. Okay, yeah, so we did. had James Williams and King. Andy King. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, Han Masenga, I've gone six. I thought um, he did okay. Han, I think I talked to you know people might say, well, hang on, you've criticised Bentley for the goal and and Viner for the goal. Yes, he got caught with it, and and you could knock him down for a five for that. But I actually thought he did a lot of other good stuff as well. Um, and is starting to look back to a level that he was before his injury. So, yeah. Yeah. And then um, Andy Vyman, I don't know. I, I didn't see much from Andy yesterday other than we often talk about his energy, his work rate, his running. I don't know what else there was. I don't know if there was much quality on the ball. So I've gone five just because I do expect more from a player of his, his mm. ability. Um, I just didn't see much of it yesterday. Yeah, yeah, no, I agree with that. Chrissy Martin, you might be right. Well, it might be time just to, to give him a rest. And if, if yeah, Scott, if Scott is fit and available, then make that move. It's it's a funny one, isn't it? Because he's he's playing in that. Whether whether you want to say it's a a, a ten in behind the front two, it does, it seems like he's playing in behind the front two rather than in the the midfield. Um, or, you know, within the, the the middle of the pitch, and you look at it and think. Other than perhaps his runs beyond, does he give us anything in that role? And actually, when we're defending, he is going to give you something because of his, his pace and stuff. Mm. But creative-wise, you know, Nigel Pearson talks about wanting creativity in the team. I don't know that Andy Vyman gives you that in that position. Mm. Um, so, yeah. Chris Martin. <sighs> did he... Again, I'm talking about what Andy Vyman did. Martin had a, a shot. He had the cross didn't do a huge amount else but again is he getting any enough service he offered he offered um, some good link up play yeah um opportunities that well that one where Semenya was set away that was him linking up well and uh, i think he he did did his job yeah. yesterday so i, 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 I i'm kind of gone six and but i wouldn't have if someone had said no i think it's a five i couldn't necessarily argue too strongly but if, if you're happy with six give Tom? six Six, yeah, I can't really remember. No, in fact, five. Cause I, I can't really remember him doing anything that amazing, to be honest. Apart from the odd little pass it, and that, but you expect that. So, yeah, let's go five then. Okay. And then, lastly, um, Antoine. Um, I'll go six, and that could be a seven because he scores the goal, and he. There's no two ways about it. He has an impact on the game. I thought yesterday, a lot of his movement, his body movement in particular, there are a number of times where he went to go one way and came away with the ball. It was just that quality moment. And I think had he made maybe just two or three passes after he'd done that, I would definitely be talking about a seven um, because of his influence. But end product-wise, other than the goal, 
um, there probably wasn't enough. So yeah, six. Okay. I'm just tightening those up and that average is 5.66. <clears throat> so, um, so what you're getting there, Matt? I'll tell you now. <laughs> 5.67. Okay. Oh. Rounding up. Nice yeah. one. Yeah. How about Mr. Pearson? Um, I'll go six. And the reason being, I and thought it was a draw. Yeah. It, it, you take your points away from home. It was a, um, a brave decision or it was, it was an attacking decision, not brave necessarily because he were two, one down to bring Ben Aruz on when he did. Um, but actually I thought he got the lineup right. And, and again, I go back to it. The, we had a lot of good ball and just didn't do enough with it. And I don't necessarily think that he could be blamed for that. Um, I still, I, I, I'll, I'll make the point again, I still wish we would say about Dan Bentley and the kicks that we're trying to coach that out of it. Because um, I think, but I, I did genuinely think we were, we played better football yesterday and, and it's chalk and cheese from what we saw at Sheffield, isn't it? Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. You know, there was, but I'd also say Hull weren't great. Um Although they were on a really good run of form. I think they'd, they'd won four and drawn one in their last five. So actually, a, a draw wasn't a bad result on the scheme of things, was it? Okay. A couple of tweets to read out. Uh, Nigel Mitchell is back at full-time. Ditto second half. Although a little more on the front foot. Nice goal for Semenyo. 50 points for safety. Still seems a long way off. Wrong centre-back swapped. Viner the weakest link. And then it's 2-2. James get in. Dr. Dean Allen, another gritty game for Bristol City, who got the point they deserved in the end. We need more goal-scoring threat, though. Our crossing and decision-making was poor at times in a game we should have won. Looking forward to that elusive striker arriving in January. So, yeah. Um, <clears throat> so final thoughts on the game, Tom. Obviously, you don't get to see City live very often. So, Good to see them pick up a point at the end. Yeah, I mean, you, you can't be a last-minute equaliser, can you? It sort of feels a bit like a win. So I enjoyed myself. But um, yeah, I've seen us, what, now? Three times this season, Middlesbrough, Peterborough, and yesterday. It was, it's, it's okay. We, we're getting there. I've got no qualms about us being in a relegation scrap. I think we'll just be where we are, sort of. Used to bang every season, if I'm honest. Yeah, which, well, which is probably what we all thought anyway. To be honest, exactly. I was going to say, what well, yeah, was that kind of your expectations this season? Yeah, that... I didn't. I didn't want an exciting season. I just wanted a bang average. You know, not well. It's nice to get excited, but not get too excited about the playoffs. Don't have to worry about relegation. Get Nigel Pearson to have a good season with the players, and then try and push on next next season. Have a good summer. Yeah, the signings. Okay. Um, Matt, I did a little tweet yesterday morning. Um, it was to wish Benny Lenartson a happy 79th birthday for, I think it's the 14th. So in a couple of days time. Um, and I used a little, <laughs> Oh, Benny <laughs> Lenartson. Yeah. Thank, thank you very much for that. Um, yeah. I used a little clip from um, the podcast, the Robins reunited episode yes. with Scotty Lewis and, and Tony Thorpe. Thorpe. Yep. And uh, yeah, it, it sparked a little bit of debate about Benny, Benny Lenartson and, Every player that I've spoken to is like he's ahead of his time. He just didn't get the run of, run of results. Maybe didn't get the opportunity. Um, what were your your thoughts on on Benny Lenartson? Uh As a manager, I thought he was. I was going to say a clang. Um, <laughs> the man of the man or the boss. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> um, yeah. Not not for me. Um, I didn't see anything on the pitch um, at the time. It, it was it was dark days. I mean, we were already really <clears throat> struggling. Very difficult for him coming in. Um, obviously, you know, I, I I bow to Lewis, Tony, and uh, and Scotty. They they worked with him. They knew what he was doing on the pitch, and, and maybe he was unfortunate. But as a fan, it was a little bit comical at the time. As in, um, you know, you've, you've only got to look at his his win rate. You know that 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 says enough for me as a fan. Maybe you know, as you said, he was ahead of, he was ahead of his time. Um, Neil, who sits near to me uh, or behind me, I didn't want to say that, but I will. The, the man behind. Um, often says the same thing that he, he honestly thought that Benny Larson could have been a really, really good manager, but uh, yeah, no, not, not for me. Um, Tommy, yeah. I don't expect you can remember Benny Larson. Yeah, wait for my time. <laughs> <laughs> it was your first manager, Tom, that you, that I really remember getting behind probably Gary Johnson, to be honest. It, I mean, yeah. I, I, I used to go to a lot of games with my dad when I was um, younger, but I, I can't remember. can't remember. Yeah. And I'm, I'm talking back in the, late nineties, but I think the real manager I first got behind and when I first started supporting the team properly, if yeah. you like, was probably Gary Johnson. Yeah. 
yeah, good start. Who was your first manager, Matt? I'm, I'm now looking. I was trying uh, to get through uh, to this book uh, yeah. quick enough to see Alan, who the manager Alan, was during the Alan, war. Alan Dix, mate, was my first manager. 75 when uh, I was yeah, started I really going. Couldn't get there quick enough, unfortunately. Yeah, yeah, very funny, yeah. That reference. Um, but there we go. Right. Uh, next game is Huddersfield at home. Another big game for us. Uh, at home has become a, a fortress over the last four or five games. <laughs> Which has been a nice little. Well, it's been an, been an improvement, hasn't it? And and I do think I mean Huddersfield are another team that that like to try and play the ball around, so it it should be a fairly open game again. Mm. We just need to tighten up on the quality. Um, yeah. and yesterday, what, what I did like yesterday, we played a, f- a few more balls across the back and into midfield, and again, Matty James's influence, where we held on to it and we didn't just give it away by going long. So sometimes you just need to do that. It's just it's about keeping possession of the ball, isn't it? And and I think um did I read that we had fifty point three percent possession yesterday, which yeah. you know, we've probably not been um or we've not had possession of the ball more than the opposition too many times this season, have we? So what um you said before we started recording, Matt, about during the warm up you know, Semenyo smashing them in left, right, and centre. Yeah, yeah. All the passes are going to feet. You know, they're yeah. pinging them all over the all over the pitch. What do you think it is about? Is it we I keep going back to this mindset and mentality thing about game situations and whether there is a little bit of a mindset issue, things like that? Well, it it, it could be, couldn't it? I mean, and I know this is something you you've referenced on here quite often, and mm. and obviously it's it's become a little bit more newsworthy because Man United have appointed a. Um, That's right. I can't remember what it was. Yeah, yeah um, whose name escapes me, but um, yeah, there, there's there's definitely yeah, there's something in that. Um, certainly, as I said, um, Antoine was absolutely smashing the ball in the warm up, um, but admittedly, you're smashing it in from kind of the penalty spot, which you know you ought to be. Um, I think with with him yesterday, it was those that are outside the box, which you specifically have to work out in training. So, if they're not doing that, then as individuals who, who want to get better at, at what they do, they should be looking to do that separately. But yeah, I, I you know, I've, I've long been a believer that, um, especially mental health wise today, you should have, you know, the club should have someone there that's that's available, and they might have privately and might not be a an employee of the club. But I do think it's a a vital cog really in the modern game. Well, so Ralph Rangnick, one of his first appointments was to bring in this sports psychologist called Sasha yeah. Lenz. That's um, right, yeah. And he says, you know, for me, it's absolutely logical. It's nothing, uh, this is not about putting them on the red sofa and holding hands with the players. It's about having someone who is there to help assist the brain. Um, yeah. And, you know, we on the regular show, we had... Uh, Trina, um, hypnotherapist, come on, and we spoke about it on that on that as well. And I just think it's what what is there to lose, you know? Absolutely, Absolutely. yeah. No, completely agree. Um, Interesting. It's yeah, yeah, because it did work for um, for City in the early two thousands, and they had Brian Jones, I think his name was, um, helping out some of the players. They'd go in before the before the game and yeah. Did Gary did Gary Johnson bring him in? Possibly, yeah. I've got a feeling he might have Yeah, yeah, I've got a feeling he might have Interesting. Yeah. Okay, right, we'll leave okay. it there. Thank you, Tom. Um, and great to see you again up up in Hull, and we'll, we'll see yeah. you in the new year. Yeah, but after yeah. the Cardiff game, so I'll catch you both for a beer. Yeah, yeah, definitely, mate. Yeah, definitely. We'll sort Absolutely. something out, yeah. All right, thanks for listening, everybody. Follow us on at 3PIAPC on Twitter. And, uh, yeah, as I say, we'll be back um, probably Sunday Sunday night, Matt. We're having a few beers, which is which is no – it's no great shape for me. Um, but we are, uh, yeah. uh, maybe uh, I'll, I'll be a bit more awake if we do it a little bit later in the day. Uh, absolutely, yeah. No, um, I'm, up, I'm up for that, yeah. So, Try after yeah. a few beers. Yeah. We did talk about doing it live, didn't we? As there's oh, like six, yeah. 16 of us, but that would be uh, 16 yeah, oh, well. peeps in the podcast. So, yeah. yeah, and it would be an absolute carnage. Yeah. yeah. But who knows? Who knows? Yeah. We could get some. We might get some sang bites for it. Yeah, 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 oh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. maybe. Yeah, that's a good, good idea, isn't it? Yeah. All right. Cheers, okay. everyone. Speak soon. Good Stay chat. safe, Tom. See you, pal. See you later. Bye bye. Bye. bye.